celebrating this Easter Sunday. Uh, we thank you guys, as always, for being such faithful listeners, uh, for all of your support. Um, we definitely appreciate you all. Uh, we uh, have a special shout out here this morning uh, for our bishop, uh, whose birthday was on yesterday. Uh, we thank God for him, uh, for allowing him to see another birthday. Uh, so we just want to send him a special shout out here on this morning. Uh, we love you, Bishop. We appreciate you. We thank God for allowing you to uh, still be here with us. Um, so uh, today, uh, again, special shout out to our Bishop. Uh, he's uh, he getting up there, y'all. He's getting up there. Um, so, old fella, we love you. We hope that your day was a was a great day. We know that you went on out to uh, Wilmington and enjoyed the beach. So uh, we hope and pray that your day was a blessed blessed day. Uh, we um, definitely want to continue to keep our podcast prayer list going forward. Um, again, if you have anyone that you would like to have added to the podcast prayer list, please let me know, uh, and I will definitely add them to the list uh, we have Laura Lee West Morgan Diane Quentin Xavier uh, Mia and Ralph Lawrence Jr. Sherry Wade uh, Nicole Reed Crystal Harden Cheyenne Red uh, Sister Kim Thompson's father and also her mother um, Yvonne Mason uh, Minister Bertha Ward Minister Linda Ward we also want to keep Evangelist Lenise Bass and her family in our prayers um, as they lost uh, their brother on this week. Um, so we definitely want to keep them lifted in prayer. Uh, we also want to keep uh, Joshua Artis, whose mother passed away on this week, in our prayers. Um, uh, Pastor Barbara Faison, we want to keep her in our prayers as well as she prepares for her surgery. Uh, and also, Sister Jackie, we want to keep her in our, in our prayers as she is preparing for surgery as well. Um, uh, definitely want to keep our children in our prayers as they prepare for these um, end of grade tests. Um, those who are preparing to graduate uh, from whether it be uh, elementary school, high school, or college, uh, definitely want to keep them in our prayers as well and celebrate them. Uh, for moving on uh, to the next phase uh, we also want to keep um, all of our churches and our pastors and our surrounding areas um, here and abroad um, keep them in our prayers as well as well as our president our nation and all of our leaders um, we are uh, enjoying uh, time away with the family still made sure that we had a podcast ready for you guys here this Sunday. I dare not cheat you all out of your podcast on Easter Sunday. Um, so, as always, we have another hot, hot podcast. Praiseville Power Pack Podcast. Yeah, I'm going to keep that one going because I think you guys like it. But we definitely have a great podcast here for you on this morning. Some great music and also a great, great word. And uh, 
we uh, are expecting you guys to enjoy it as you always do. So you guys know what time it is. Sit back, relax, kick the feet up for as long as you can. Hope those church socks are on your feet, prepared to slide in your kitchen this morning or wherever you might be. So as always, let's get it. That's a good place to praise it right there, man. Oh, we did. Let's go, y'all. I love to praise him. You say, I love to praise him. 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 I love to praise him.
early for this. Come on, brother, on the bass. You can join him in a prayer. Y'all clap while the musicians pray. This ought to put a hump in your feet. You got a reason to praise him. Josh, where you at? Clap your... Stop clapping. Clap because Minister Matt. Get. We can't do this. No, we can't do this again. We can't. Well, come on, CJ. Clap.
Woo! I gotta let it go. Y'all sing it one more time. Somebody's listening. Sing what? We came to pray. We came to pray. I gotta go. From the rising of the sun unto the setting of the same. He's worthy. Jesus is. That's who that prayer was about. That scripture was about. He's worthy.
We give you all of the worship tonight. We 
give you all our glory tonight We lift our voices and our hands to you So mighty lift your voice and say Holy Yes Tonight we cry, hallelujah to you, our soul. The Holy Lamb, Holy Lamb of God. Come on, sing it tonight. on by yourself yeah 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 my
Bibles, your iPhone, your iPad, whatever the, your, your mechanism is. And we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. That's right before 2 Corinthians. I know that'll help you out quite a bit. And I'm going to read verse 18. Verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. Here's what it says. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. That's it, that one verse right there. I want to talk about the power of the cross. Tell your neighbor the power of the cross. Tell them on the other side, the pastor going to preach about the power of the cross. All right, you can be seated. If I can take just a few moments and give you a little background to this particular passage, the Apostle Paul took several missionary journeys. He took several journeys where he took the gospel to various places. And one of those places was a place called Corinth. And it was there in Corinth that he started this church that he now writes a letter to. He's writing the letter to the members of the church that he founded, the church in Corinth. His book is called First Corinthians. He wrote two letters to them because they were jacked up people. They, were, they had a lot of stuff going on in the church of Corinth. Carnality was going on, sexual immorality. A man was sleeping with his father's wife. They had abuse of communion. They had lawsuits suing each other. Fornication, unmarried people having sex. I didn't think y'all would say amen on that. They were the modern day First Baptist Church of Glen Arden. Now I need to tell y'all, because I, I can say this because I'm the pastor, because we got a little bit of everything in this church. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Little bit, and nothing you can tell me gonna surprise me, shock me. You can't come and say, Pass ideas, also. You're not gonna hear me say, oh, What? No, 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 that would happen because I've faced everything, I've seen everything, I've heard everything. This church has everything, and that's a good thing because, because we are a, we are a hospital for sick people, We are not a social club for saints. We are not a club for those who have it all together. That's what the church is supposed to be. It's supposed to come in here when you're jacked up, tore up from the flow up, messed up people. 
You come in here and we have, a, we have a message that will transform and change your life. And that message is the power of the cross. So Paul writes to this church because they have so much going on. And he encourages them. Matter of fact, if you, I know they read uh, beginning of verse 10. Can I start at verse 10 for just a moment? Somebody say he's going to start at verse 10. Now I plead with you, verse 10, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So Paul says, I'm writing and pleading with you all to get on the same page. Stop bickering and arguing and fussing and fighting and debating with each other. Verse 11, for it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, that by those of Chloe's house, that there are contentions among you. Paul says, I'm writing to you and I heard some bad news about you. And by the way, let me tell you, I heard it from Chloe's family. Now that's an important thing because a lot of times people want to come to you and tell you something, but they don't want to tell you where it came from. I tell my staff, don't give me no letters. Don't, don't forward nothing to me if somebody doesn't have the courage to put their name on it. Don't come and talk to me talking about what somebody said, but I don't want to tell you who said it. Well, keep whatever they said to yourself. Paul lays down a model for us right here. He says, I'm telling you what I heard and I'm telling you where I got it from. Chloe's folk told me. Chloe and them told me. Babe, Chloe's kids told me what I was doing. Verse 12, he says, now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. He says, they're bickering among themselves about who's their favorite preacher. I'm thankful that Pastor Jeffrey Johnson was here last week when I was gone, but he had to go. I had to send him back, send him back to Indianapolis. Yeah, I had to get him up out of here. Amen. Because the first Baptist carnal people will say, well, I like Pastor Jeffrey, Jeffrey Johnson. I, no, I like Pastor Jenkins. No, we're not competing with each other. It's not a competition. And Paul says, y'all ought not be talking about that. He says, he says y'all are saying, somebody says, I'm, I'm from Paul and I'm of Apollos and I'm of Cephas. Verse 13, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Paul said, I ain't died for none of y'all to get saved. Verse 14, he says, I thank God that I baptized none of you except uh, Crispus and Gaius, uh, lest anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the house of Stephanus. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other. Here's what the summary of what he's saying. He said, I didn't baptize a whole bunch of y'all. Maybe a couple of y'all I baptized, but I didn't baptize a whole bunch of y'all because it ain't my name that saves anybody. I know, I know that's not good English, but that's good preaching. Come on, somebody say, that's good preaching. He said, I, I'm not trying to make a name for myself. It's not my name that saved anybody. Matter of fact, in verse 17, he says, for Christ did not send me to baptize. I didn't come here to baptize you or to make you one of my disciples. Paul says, I came here to preach the gospel. And that's an important point. He says, I came to preach the gospel to you, uh, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Paul says, I didn't come to try to articulate to you and to be smooth in my words and to have to show you how smart I am. He says, I came to bring you a basic gospel that will change lives. As a matter of fact, in verse 18, he transitions and says, 
And this is the verse here. He says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. So the people who don't believe, the people who are on their way to hell, thinks the message of the cross is foolishness. But I like this. He says, but to us who are being saved. Now, can I, can I, can I stick a pin right here? Let me talk about being saved. Because see, some people think that when you come to church and accept Jesus, you become perfect overnight. But all of y'all know that that's far from the truth. You don't become perfect when you accept Jesus. We are being saved. It's a process that God is saving me from something every day. I wish I had an amen right there from anybody. I haven't arrived, I haven't dotted every I, I haven't crossed every T, I haven't done all the things, but I'm thankful that I'm better off today than I was at this point last year. There's some things I had last year at this time that God has delivered me from by this time this year. Do I have any witnesses from anybody here today? None of us have dotted every I and crossed every T. We're not perfect. We are in the process of being saved. That word saved means being delivered. God is delivering me every day. I look back over my life and I can thank God that I'm not everything I'm going to be, but I'm not everything I used to be. I'm praising the Lord. I ain't cussed all day today. Today. Come on, give the Lord a shout right here. I ain't said a cuss word all day today. Come on, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise him. I'm giving him the glory and the thanks that I ain't said a cuss word all day today. That's progress. Look at your neighbor say, that's progress. Come on, I ain't had a Twinkie all day today. Come on, give the Lord a shout right here. Praise him. Amen. Y'all don't understand what I'm trying to tell you. It is the power. And I need to talk about that because, because the problem is, the problem is that uh, some people don't recognize the message of the cross. As a matter of fact, some churches have become seeker sensitive. And, and they say they're seeker, seeker sensitive because they want people to come in church and be comfortable. And so they remove anything in the church that might be offensive. So some churches take the cross out because it might offend somebody. I think churches need to forget about being seeker sensitive and become Jesus sensitive. Let me thank all 27 of y'all for that round of applause right there on that very significant point because the cross has meaning. The cross symbolizes it. Means, it's a message that the world doesn't want to hear. Uh, the cross represents self-sacrifice. The cross represents submission. I'm submitted to somebody's will other than mine. It represents death, physical and material death. It represents being rejected. It represents being crucified even though you weren't guilty. It means being punished for doing no wrong. It means being publicly embarrassed and exposed. It means being forsaken by those whom you loved and trusted but you still love them. Oh yeah, that cross represents a God who looks beyond your faults and saw what you need. That cross means that our sin debt has been satisfied by the blood of Jesus on the cross. The, the cross represents and symbolizes that Satan was defeated. 
You see, the cross represents and happened. What happened at the cross? Jesus was hung on the cross. And there were two other guys hanging on the cross too. But what their death means is they were being punished for their sins. And their death means nothing. But that cross in the middle, with the man in the middle, with Jesus hanging on the cross, his blood was different than the blood of the chokers on his left and on his right. His blood was without sin. And because of the shedding of his blood, when his blood dripped from the cross, our sins got washed away. Somebody give the Lord a shout right here that his blood washes away all of our sins. I don't want you to sleep that point. That's a significant deal that his blood washes away our sins at the cross, at the cross. It was at the cross where Jesus hung on the cross. At the cross, the songwriter says, that says, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. What? I received my sight. And now I'm happy all the day long. The cross is such a significant thing. What does it mean? I'm glad you asked the question. I want to look at a few verses. This is Bible study. Since you don't come to Bible study, I bring Bible study to you. I want to look at Galatians chapter 6. If you're in 1 Corinthians, the next book is 2 Corinthians, and the next book is Galatians. Chapter 6, and I want to read verse 14. Here's what Galatians 6, 14 says, talking about the cross. Listen to what it says. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. I like that. He says, God forbid that I should boast except in the cross. He says, you and I don't have anything to brag about I know you think that you've achieved and you've accomplished and you got this on your job and you bought this house and you're driving this car and you're wearing these clothes. But Paul says the only thing that we can boast about is of where we are and doing what we do because of what Jesus Christ did what he did. Y'all missed a great spot to shout amen because... I don't care who you are, what you've done in life. If you got there, you got there because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. You didn't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You didn't make and achieve things in life on your own strength and ability. If he hadn't awakened you up every morning, you wouldn't even have the strength to make it happen. If he hadn't given you the brains to think the way you think or the body to do what you do, you would have accomplished nothing in life. In other words, Paul says, if you want to brag in anything, brag on the fact that Jesus paid the price for you on the cross and gave you what you have to accomplish in life. You got there because of Jesus Christ. I know y'all don't want to say amen. We got some arrogant people in here today who think they did it and they made themselves who they are. You are who you are by the blood of Jesus Christ. We got there by the cross. Somebody say by the cross. Let's look at Luke chapter 9. Luke, that's in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke chapter 9. Chapter 9 verse 23 talks about the cross. So my first thing is we can only glory, only boast in the cross. Here's number two, chapter nine, verse 23. Here's what it says. This is, this is uh, Jesus talking. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. You got to pick up the cross every day. See, your problem is you ain't picking it up every day. 
you, you, he say, if you want to be one of my disciples, I'm coming to that in just a few moments. I'm running ahead of myself. But Jesus says, it's a daily deal. Somebody say, it's an everyday deal. Every day you got to wake up and say, I need Jesus. I need what he did for me. I need him to open up doors. I need him to give me direction. I need him to fight my battles. I need him to keep the devil out of my hair. I need him to answer my prayer. It's a daily deal. Pick up the cross. Pick up the sacrifice of the cross every day. Here's the third thing, third thing, third thing, third thing. It's right here in Luke chapter 14. Just go a couple more chapters. A couple more chapters. Chapter, chapter 14. Verse 27, here it is, Jesus talking again. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Ooh, that's a tough word right there. Whoever's not willing to pick up self-sacrifice, whoever doesn't pick up submission, whoever doesn't accept being rejected because of your belief, whoever is unwilling to be embarrassed and ashamed because you stand for Jesus, whoever is not willing to pick up that cross every day, who's not willing to accept the cross, you can't be one of my disciples. See, we, we have a culture where people want to accept Jesus to get the blessings, but they don't want to pay the price that's associated with it. They don't want to be obedient. They don't want to tell their friends no. They don't want to live holy and righteous. They don't want to make righteous choices. And Jesus said, I didn't write this. This was right here in the text. He says, whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, if you don't pick up your cross, you cannot be a disciple of Jesus. You know what we have in our culture? We got a lot of believers, but we don't have a lot of disciples. There's a difference between being a believer and a disciple. A believer believes, but guess what? The devil believes also. We need people who are not just going to believe, but people who are going to do. A disciple is somebody who does what the gospel says. I'm preaching better than y'all are saying amen. We got 4,000 people crammed up in this building, but I wonder how many of them are living the gospel day after day after day after day. Who are the disciples who are, who are getting up and loving the people who despitefully use you? Who are the people who are disciples who are when they smack you on one cheek, you turn the other cheek? And when they spike that cheek, you turn around and give them two other cheeks. I'm trying to figure out, do we have any disciples up in here? Some of y'all are plotting to hurt somebody who didn't hurt you. That's not what a disciple does. A disciple recognizes that Jesus said, vengeance is mine, I'll do the repay. If they hurt you, I'll get them back. Don't you get them back. He says, I'll take care of them. And anybody here know we serve a God that when he fights for you and when he defends you and when he, de when he gives a revenge, he does it right. That's what a disciple does. A disciple lets this word dictate its life, their life. That's what a disciple he says, he says, if you're gonna be my if you're gonna be one of my disciples, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do what I say, you gotta pick up the cross. Let me give you one last thing, then I'll be out of your head. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm almost finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all saying that. Y'all are chapter 2 of Ephesians. 
verses 14, 15, and 16. Listen to what it says. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one. Somebody say both. Both means Jews and Gentiles, blacks and whites, bond and free, rich and poor. Make both Jew and Gentile, both one, and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so has to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. So there's no longer a Jew and a Gentile, he's making one body. And verse 16, that he might reconcile them both to God in one body, how? Through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. God says, I'm creating a cross that's gonna bring everybody in it to be one body. We are one body in Christ. Somebody say, we are one body in Christ. Say it one more time, one body in Christ. And we got to be one body in Christ. We got reconciled to God by the cross. God took us. We were separated from God, but we've been united and reconciled to God by the cross of Jesus Christ. Both black, white, Jew, Gentile, bond free, rich, poor. We can go on down the line because of the cross. We all have access to God the Father. And that's great news, I'm telling you. I feel a shout coming on me when I think about the fact that what Jesus did for us on the cross is enough to wash away all of our sins. What did he do? He, he hung on the cross. He, they stretched him wide. They hung him high. They nailed him in his hands and nailed him in his feet and pierced him in his side and put a crown of thorns on his head and God took all of our sins and all of our sicknesses and God punished Jesus for us. Get this, it should have been you hanging on that cross. All that nasty with your nasty self, all that stuff you did. He should have hung you on the cross. But Jesus said, I'll take your place. That's what the cross means. Jesus took my place. I should have been hung up. I should be dead. I should be on my way to hell. But he did it for me. I don't know what y'all think about, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. That's the power of the cross, that he was wounded for my transgressions and bruised for my iniquity and the chastisement of my peace was laid on Jesus. He died for me. He hung up there for me. He was wounded and punished for my wrong and God whipped him for me. He died and was buried. Hallelujah. When you talk about the cross, it means he died. He took the punishment. God whipped him for you. Somebody here today, he died for you. And I know the devil's telling you that you done done too much that God cannot possibly forgive you for all the wrong that you've done. But I got great news for you. I don't care how low down you have fallen. I don't care how much you have sinned. The blood of Jesus is sufficient to wash away all of your sins. It is not an accident that God brought you here today. It is not a coincidence that you're here. 
He brought you here because he's going to save you today. Somebody going to get saved right here today. Somebody going to have, see here's what the power of the cross does. That cross is so powerful, embrace every chain. <laughs> that cross is so powerful, it looses every shackle. That cross is so powerful, it picks you up out of the pit. Picks you up out of the muck and miry clay. And set your feet on a solid rock to stay. That cross is so powerful. It transforms your life. I'm telling you what that cross will do. It'll give you right thinking. It'll give you a right heart. It'll help you walk a right path. I don't know who you are, but all I know is that you're here. And it means this. He died on the cross. He was buried. And that the third day early in the morning, he got up out of the grave. That's what the cross means. He died, he was buried, but early Sunday he got up. He's alive and well. Now I don't know who you are, but I know that you're here. I know that you're lost. I know that the devil's trying to keep you in bondage, but I got great news for you. The cross is available for you to get a relationship with God. And the best thing you can do is have the courage and get up out of your seat right now. Don't be ashamed and make your way down here. The Jesus that we are preaching to you right now will save you and forgive you and cleanse you and break every chain in your life. Don't be ashamed, don't be afraid, but make your way here right now. While the blood is running warm in your veins, come and make a decision for Jesus right now. Backslidden, come and rededicate. Unsure, come and get assurance. You need a church home, this is the church that God wants you to be a part of. Come on right now, right now.
brave and rolled the stone in front of the entrance and they said okay we got him at the end of the day he still showed them who was victorious who was still alive and who won so here this Easter Sunday let us all remember regardless to what uh, may be thrown at us what words might be said about us how people might try to tear us down, break us down, and to try and destroy us. We still win. We are still victorious. And uh, as long as we hold on to that, we're going to be all right. All right, you guys, we love you, appreciate you. Continue to pray for us as we pray for you. And as always, we will see you on the other side.
don't know about you, I don't know about you, and I don't know about you, but even through all of this, God has been good to me. And if he's been good to me, I know he's been good to you. And as a matter of fact, we're going to take some time throughout this whole service to just let you know and talk about the goodness of Jesus. Because even in the COVID, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's doing for me, not just what he's done, but all that he's doing, my soul, your soul, should cry out, So no matter where you are right now, if you're in your living room, if you're in your car, on your phone, on your laptop, if you can just take time and enjoy God with us today, he will be glorified. So come on and clap your hands and we have some church for a little while. Come on. Come on, clap your hands and give us praise. Glory, 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 glory to his name. 
Take that. 